Hi guys, welcome back to Infinite Possibilities, the podcast where we explore the lives of amazing people. There are choices, challenges and opportunities and today I have a very special guest, Sam. Hey! Sam, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. And it's really good to meet you for the first time as well. Mm-hmm. So yes. shout out to Katie. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Katie. First time we're meeting is like right now. Yeah, so that's awesome. So mm-hmm. do you want to give a kind of one minute introduction about yourself? Yeah. So my name is Sam. I am currently a student at the Queensland University of Technology. Um, I'm studying a Master of Social Work, which is my second degree. My first degree was a Bachelor of Business. Um, And I also work at QUT as well. So I work in the student services. um, And I'm also doing contract work at the moment with Griffith, um, where I go and do... (laughs) So I go out and do workshops at organisations about like preventative violence. Um, and about like workplace safety. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, it is. I've only just started it though. So it's like, can I even say that I really do it yet? I've done like three sessions and it was incredibly scary. Whoa, okay, we'll really dig into that. Yeah. Yeah, so we really want to start from the beginning. So Mm -hmm. Sam, tell me, what kind of kid were you like growing up? Yeah, okay. (laughs) I feel like I've like literally never been asked this question before as well. So like, I'm going to have to really think about this. I was a very outgoing kid. I can imagine. So I was like one of those kids that would be like, if you're not giving me attention, then like I'm going to make you give me attention. Wow. Does that make sense? And I was like one of those kids I did. You know, I did did so much sport. I did drama. I did debating. I did basically anything that's like an outgoing kid would do. But I was also like a very like anxious kid. Which is really strange because you think like if a kid is super outgoing, then they're not going to be anxious. Like I was scared of everything and I could never make decisions. So I was indecisive, scared and outgoing were probably my three (laughs) traits as a kid, which is just like a recipe for disaster. But somehow I survived and made it to adulthood. Yeah. Wow. And did you have siblings growing up? I did. Yeah. So... I have an older brother, he lives in Melbourne, yeah. and I have a twin sister who also lives in Melbourne. Wow, a yeah. twin sister. Yeah. Damn. And how is it having, what's it like having a twin? Are you, do you guys look exactly the same? No, so we're fraternal. Yeah. Um, having a fraternal twin is so different to having an identical twin. Yeah. I think, I feel like when people think of twins, they're like, oh, you do everything together. Yeah. Like, you're the same person, like, <laughs> da, 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 da. But when you have a fraternal twin, it's kind of like just having... A sister, she's a sister, not a brother, the same age as you, who yeah, you always, I never had to do anything alone, yeah. right? So as a scared little kid who was so yeah. outgoing, so I wanted to do everything, yeah. but I was scared to do things, but I always had my sister because she was my twin. Yeah. Um, but we're completely different in like every way. We look different, have different interests. I'd say that she's quite extroverted, whereas like, as you can tell, I'm like a big extrovert. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's kind of cool because, yeah, sometimes if you guys look the same, then it's pretty, you guys don't have that different personality, but you guys are the same age, but you guys have different personalities. So it's kind of like the best version of twin, kind of. I think it's like the best case scenario to be like a twin that doesn't look the same. Yeah. The only thing about being a twin is like the constant, like, comparison. Yeah. So like, of course, you're always going to be compared to your siblings, but add a layer of like, you and this person is essentially meant to be the same person because yeah. you're twins. Yeah. How dare you be different? Now we're going to yeah. compare you. So it was always like, 
who's the pretty twin, yeah. who's the smart twin. And you can imagine like what that would do to like a young yeah, person's like brain. Anxious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so who was the sportier twin? <laughs> I would be like, I'd say that, so like growing up, I did soccer. Yeah. And my sister did like gymnastics, yeah. cheerleading, dancing. So it was like, oh, we were both doing sport, but it was like completely opposite ends of like what you would categorize sport as. Yeah. yeah. And what about academics? That's the... Academics, yeah. So I'd say that um, I was probably the academic of the pair yeah (laughs) but I it it definitely did cause like a lot of tension if that makes sense like I think that she was always like Nikki is her name like Nikki's the pretty twin and Sam's the smart twin and being put in that box is so like degrading and dehumanizing and I think people don't mean to do it they're like it's a compliment like you're a smart twin but it's like oh but if I'm the smart twin does that mean I don't get to also be the pretty twin yeah and vice versa yes yeah was it hard fighting for attention from the parents yes oh my goodness and it's the fair thing like everything has to be fair when you're twins it's like well she gets five dollars Sam gets five (laughs) dollars you know what I mean like if this person gets that, then that person has to get the equal, equal thing. So it was the, yeah. it was the fight to always have everything be fair, yeah. which in reality you'd think, it's very tiring. oh, that makes sense. Like everything should be fair in a family, but yeah. sometimes like sometimes fairness isn't equalness. It's not like fairness equality. isn't equality. Yeah. Like fairness is equity. Yeah. 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 Do you know who was the slightly older twin? Yeah, such a good question. Because um because now if you have twins, they don't actually or they highly, highly advise that you don't give natural birth. So oh. my mom just had a C section, so it was yeah. like a booked appointment, yeah. went in, got her together. Um so it was just like the first one they pulled out, second one they pulled out. I was the second twin pulled out. Yeah. So I'm technically the youngest in the family. Yeah. By like, I'd say like a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people, they would use that, be like, I am the slightly older twin by one minute. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally. Or, I'm older, so I get to go first. Yeah. Yeah. And so what about like primary school? Did you enjoy primary school? Did you enjoy high school? Because yeah. you're quite a smart kid, so that helps, right? <laughs> I, for, for me, school, I would say I did enjoy school. I feel like in that way, I was very lucky because I know a lot of people... School's a horrible environment, Mm. especially like I wouldn't want to go to school now. I think if I went to school in this time and age, like I would have a horrible experience. I was very lucky in that, like I would say I was quite popular and quite liked. Um, In primary school, my mom was the deputy principal. So I was also privileged in the way that like I always had support at school. So if anything ever happened, like my mom was right there. which I don't think a lot of kids had. So it was like such a huge privilege for me. I was a school captain, which was fun. Yeah, school captain, primary school, pretty big, (laughs) pretty big accomplishment. Um, And yeah, not too, not too many interesting stories for primary school. High school was, high school was good. I went to like Cairns State High School, which is like the big, yeah, (laughs) it's like the high school in Cairns. So the same high school that, um, Katie, who was on your podcast yeah. the other week, she went there as well. And it's like the biggest high school in Cairns. Um, yeah, it was, 
yeah, it was it was a good high school. The only the thing with high school was that I just like I liked my time there, but I would never ever 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 go back. Yeah. Does that make sense? Is that how you feel about high school as well? Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like yeah. you're glad like it's kind of like when you learn really tough lessons, like yeah. you're glad for like who it has helped you become, but mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to relive and redo it. Exactly. Because I wouldn't say I had bad memories. I think all all high school experiences, you'll have bad memories. Yeah. But like, yeah, never gone back. Wow, like, glad you're out of it. Like, now I'm like, <laughs> that's a great thing about high school is like, you never do have to go back. Yeah. It's the one thing in life that like, yeah, once you'll never have to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, and then when you're like in high school and sort of like thinking about the future, what was mm-hmm. kind of running through your mind? Who did you want to be? That's a big question. Mm. I feel like I was never one of those students that thrived towards a specific long-term goal. Yeah. I was very much one of those kids that like lived in the moment. I loved my friends. I loved yeah. hanging out with my <laughs> friends. I liked the things that I was interested yeah. at that time. And so when it came to like going, graduating, going to university, for my parents, it was always going to be like, you graduate, you go to university. Like, there's no question about it. Which like at the time they had such good intentions. Their philosophy was like, well, if you take a gap year, you're never going to uni. (laughs) And like, we need you to go to uni. And the reason I think, the reason I think they like thought that way was because like mom and dad they never went to university. So like we, us kids, us three, would be the first one in like our family line that would be getting a tertiary degree. And it was really important to them that we got that opportunity. Yeah. So I kind of got to the stage as like year 12, it was like, what do I do? Yeah. Like I have no idea. It's like you're applying through QTAC, like the Queensland Tertiary Admissions Office, putting down your preferences. Um, and I remember so distinctly, being so like overwhelmed, like I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I booked like in with the guidance counselor and was like, I don't know what to do. Like I need someone to just tell me. I'm like literally just tell me what to do. And obviously what she said was, I can't tell you what to do. You have to decide yourself. And like obviously. Um, and I remember at the time, like her advice was let's look at the subjects you do in high school. Yeah. And let's look at which subject. No social, social You're the best at, yeah. (laughs) Why are there no social work units at high school? And she was like, she was like looking at my grades and she was like, okay, business. You're like one of the top business students in the grade. They're like, do you enjoy business? And I was like, I mean, yeah, I enjoy all my units. Like I enjoy high school. I like, um, and I think at the time what I actually enjoyed about business was that I had a very chill teacher. She let us like sit under the desk and like eat during the lesson and like she gave us like full freedom to kind of like work the way that we liked to work and I was always the type of person it's something I very much realized a lot more now in my adult life is that like I don't learn in a classroom environment I'm not a sit at a desk and stare at a screen I'm a get up talk move do so for me I think the reason I excelled so well in that subject wasn't because of the content I was learning, but because of the environment that I was learning in. Yeah. But obviously at the time I'm what, like 17 years old. Yeah. I don't know anything. Like, yeah. I don't know that. So she's like, okay, 
do a Bachelor of Business. Wow. And I'm like, and I'm like, you're an adult. Okay, I'll do a Bachelor of Business. Like, what do I know? I'm a kid. Um, And that's kind of how I started studying like a Bachelor of Business in my undergraduate degree. Yeah. And then tell me about moving to Brisbane, the rite of passage. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So it's like you graduate high school in Cairns, everyone moves to Brisbane, right? (laughs) And when most of the people move to Brisbane, they go to college at UQ, you know, college at UQ. And because I was a twin, my parents couldn't afford to send my sister and I both to college because it would be like double the amount. And my brother was also like studying in Melbourne. They were supporting him, understandably. And so every single one of my friends were going to college and having like this amazing college experience, no jobs, no responsibility, parties, making all these new friends. (laughs) So my twin sister and I, we lived in a two bedroom apartment down the road from UQ for about two years while all our friends went to college. My first year at Bris- in Brisbane was very, I wouldn't say it was lonely because I didn't feel lonely, but I felt bored mm-hmm. is probably the best word for it. And I would say like one of my only friends at the time was Katie. Yeah. So like I would spend a lot of my time <laughs> with Katie at her like college at UQ um, so in that way, I got to meet some people through there, but they weren't people that like I was ever going to be, they weren't going to be lifelong friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so what I did instead was like, I got like really, really into exercise, <laughs> which was like the randomest thing. So for my first year of prison, I like lost all this weight. Wow. It was <laughs> wild. Cause I had nothing else to do. Like yeah. literally nothing else to do. Not in a healthy way. No, unfortunately not in a healthy way. But um, you learn those things and like you evolve and you find your balance and things like that. But I think from there, it got a lot easier. And I think that I definitely wouldn't have been able to do any of it without Katie. I think if Katie wasn't there, like I probably would have moved back to Cairns. Yeah. Yeah. I've never told her that. So Katie, if you're listening to this right now, thank you for your friendship. (laughs) And yeah. tell me, what was boring about Brisbane? Because coming from Cairns, quite small. And yeah. Brisbane is kind of like a, you know, yeah. city-ish vibe. I feel like it was, I feel like it's like, what it was was that all Katie and her friends at college were going out and drinking and going to clubs. Yeah. But like, I wasn't invited to those things because I was what the college kids would call a day rat. Have you heard of that term no, before? No. So like, if you go to college at UQ and you have friends that, don't go to college, but they like associate with college people. Yeah. You're a day rat. Wow, rat. That feels so it, degrading. It's like so <laughs> degrading. And I remember so many of Katie's like college friends used to call me and I was like, I know everyone here is joking right now, yeah. but I am offended. Yeah. Um, and so what, what was so boring was that, you know, while they were all out partying, making yeah. friends, making all these friendships, drinking and everything like that, I didn't have anything to do. Yeah. And I was kind of like, like back then, you know, when you're like a 17 or an 18 year old, you don't really do things by yourself. Yeah. You I think to be in a group. you need to be in a group or like in a pair. I think now that like we're older, yeah. like I do things I all alone. the time. I go to, <laughs> go to the movies alone. Yeah. Like I don't care. I love my company. Um, but I think that's why it was so boring was that I had no one to do anything with. Yeah. Damn. Do you just do everything with your twin or did she have her group of friends? Yeah. So she like had very much integrated herself 
into the college scene like quite deeply because yeah. um, she had like these friends from Cairns that were like really popular yeah. so when they all went like moved yeah the VIP yeah it's like popular like let's go and it wasn't that I wasn't popular but it was like they were my people yeah. um, they had different like life philosophies and like different meanings and like yeah. things that like I didn't really associate with um so that's kind of like what she was doing she was with them doing all the partying and the socializing yeah. so it was kind of just like me in the gym <laughs> yeah that kind of sucks because mm. you know like you didn't you weren't in college but you lived very close to UQ yeah. so like technically that should have been good enough um yeah you'd think that I would have had like yeah that's I think when I moved I was like oh it'll be fine like I'm so close to the colleges yeah. I'll get invited to all the parties yeah. but you don't realize these parties they're like exclusive that sucks yeah I have a lot to say about college. Yeah. <laughs> I am not a fan. The experiences that I heard my friends go through, yeah. I don't think is worth going, making friends, if that makes sense. Like yeah, those experiences, making friends, it's not worth it. Like you can make friends and not go to college and be traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And then tell me about the exercise. So was it just kind of a random like, just gonna hit the gym. Yeah. I see you went to the UQ gym. I did. <laughs> I went to the UQ gym. I loved the UQ gym as well. It's like my still to this day my favorite. Have you been? Yeah, I have. Like, I went there like for. I think I signed membership for like one year or something. Yeah. Last year, yeah. But it is. I don't know. It's like um very kind of stuffy. Mm. It doesn't have that like very nice airflow through it. No. So <laughs> it doesn't really. It's not like yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a uni gym and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So like. It's pretty good. I liked how it had like three stories. Like yeah, that was it for me. <laughs> I just loved knowing I could like move between the floors. And I loved yeah. that the top floor was like only cardio. Because yeah. that's all I did. Like, oh, really? I just did cardio. Like sometimes I would be at the gym for like three hours. Wow. I, I had nothing to do. And were you like loving the three hours? Like, yeah, man. <laughs> I was probably like, no, I was probably there like. Numb? Yeah, like more like numb. More like, well, if I'm not here then I'm going to be at home feeling sorry for myself that I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So the best alternative, like, is I may as well be somewhere doing something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it takes your mind off it. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised you didn't make friends at the gym. <laughs> like, yeah! She's just, she's just here all the time. That's she's so true. <laughs> like, why well, did no one come and say hey to me? Because they were all college students and I was yeah. a day rat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or maybe you look pretty serious while you're yeah. <laughs> lifting the weight. I'm just like crying on the treadmill yeah. and they're like, we're not dealing with that today. Yeah. Aww. Mm. So sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll let you sip some water. Mm. And then tell me about that corporate finance gal era. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah, let's talk about uni. So I, my Bachelor of Business degree is a three-year degree at QT. Somehow I turned it into a four-year degree nice. um, because I'm silly and I <laughs> mixed it around like so many times. So I actually, I did start. So I started in a Bachelor of Business majoring in finance. Yeah. And then I did in my first semester or my second semester, I did the intro to economics and I was like, I love this. Nice. This sounds cool. This is all about resources. It's all about like the macro, the micro, the world economy. Like, And at the time, I've always been a very caring and empathetic person. And I've always cared about social justice. So in my mind, I was like, well, if I study economics, I can solve like world poverty. <laughs> I can like, you know, relocate resources to like to where 
they need to be and not where the government wants them to be. And that was kind of like my mindset. So I filled out the change of major form and I actually started doing economics instead. So I did economics and during the degree, I was interested, but I wasn't invested, if that makes sense. So I was like not attending my classes really. (laughs) I was enjoying the assignments, like I was enjoying learning about it. All of that was really fun. And then not getting good grades. Like I was probably getting like fours and fives, um, which is like, yeah, fours open doors, of course. And it wasn't. And then 2020 happened and COVID hit and I made a, my first ever uni friend. Wow. Which was, yeah, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Which is probably like the highlight of my undergraduate degree. So his name was Pablo and we were in a group assignment together and like our, it was our final year. We were doing economics together. It was our final year. And we went in a group assignment and then COVID hit. And then from there, we just became very good friends. And we did all our assignments together and everything was from home. But I'd lost my job from, because of COVID. Yeah. I'm speaking in circles. Let me, yeah. let me come back again. So COVID happened. I lost my job. I'm still doing the Bachelor of Business Economics. Um, I don't have any money. The only thing I have to focus on is university. That's all I have to do. And once I removed the responsibility of having to make money, I started getting straight sevens. And so did my friend Pablo. Wow. And so all that I thought in the moment was the reason I'm getting sevens is one, I found a friend, I found a community that I can share knowledge with and bounce off with, which is like so important for success, which you don't understand is like, um, you can't do things alone. People think you can, but like you're going to be so much more successful if you find a community or if you find a companion to do that thing with. And the second thing was that like removing the pressures of having to earn money to live gave me the mindset to be able to focus on the thing that I was interested in. And so I finished the degree and I was like, hell yeah, like I'm an economist, like finance, economics, like da, 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 da. So I started looking for jobs and... I was just getting rejected, rejected, rejected. Yeah. Like I applied for like all the big fours and it was just like yeah. rejected, rejected, rejected. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And so I ended up um, getting a full-time job at the university at QT. I worked for the Faculty of Business and Law um, on a great salary. Nice. Like nice. an amazing salary, like a yeah. salary that probably would have taken me five or six years to get probably if I had gone four. into the industry. <laughs> way better than big four yeah I know where you guys are (laughs) I hear about it um and uh, yeah so that's kind of like where I landed after I finished my degree I was like at a full-time job at a desk faculty of business and law life was good so why go back study yeah good question (laughs) so I got about a couple months in to this full-time job and I was I kind of like woke up one day and I was like I'm miserable like I'm so so miserable just just out of the blue (laughs) I don't think I don't think it was out of the blue I think that like I was kind of like masking it if that makes sense you know when you like try to convince yourself that you're happy yeah but then something happens and you're just like it's like the tipping point and what had happened was one of my managers had messaged me and told me that I had done something wrong (laughs) and I'm like I'm like usually I take criticism really well but I, th- I think it was my tipping point. I was like, well, I don't care that I did something wrong because I don't want to be here. Yeah. 
I hate sitting in front of a desk every day. I hate staring at a computer. I hate processing forms and looking at numbers. Like I don't care. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not making a meaningful impact on anything really, if you think about it. And that afternoon I walked from QUT to my house in Ennerly which took me like two hours. (laughs) And the whole time I was walking, I was crying. Like the entire time. And I got home and I was like, I'm quitting. And that was it. I was like, I'm done. I'm I'm quitting. Like I'm working till the end of the year. And then that's it. I'm done. I'm doing something else. Wow. And was that hard decision to make? It's so crazy. I can't, I feel like I can't remember. If that makes sense, like, I feel like I can't even remember. I feel like it was easy because I felt like I had no connection to the job that I was doing. So for me, it was like, I'm not letting anyone down. I quite literally don't care. Yeah. Was there a fear like, "Mm, if not this, what would I be doing? 100%. Yeah. It was kind of like getting to that point where it's like, what's my purpose? And it's kind of like, I get a job in finance, economics, or I go back to uni. They're my two options right now. Oh. Both sound scary as shit. Yeah. Right? Like, what do I do? And I thought to myself, okay, so I could get a finance job, be unhappy for the next 40 years of my life, <laughs> or... I go back to uni for two years and I'd be happy for the rest of my life. And I looked at that like suffer for two years, but be happy for the rest of my life or just quite literally suffer for 40 years. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to go back to uni. I'm going to do it. And then it was kind of to the point where it was like, what, what do I study? (laughs) What do I do? One problem. And yeah, I was like, I was like at this, I was having like a quarter life crisis and I hadn't even hit like 25. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and um, my friend Annie at the time, who is Katie's roommate and our good Hi. friend, she was studying social work. And every time that I would hang out with Annie, it would kind of be like, all we would really talk about is like social justice. Um, and we'd talk about her degree. And I remember talking to her about like, I just don't know what to do. Like, I need to do something that's meaningful. I need to do something that's like, um, I'm helping the earth or I'm helping the people here or like I'm helping the economy. And I just, I can't do that with business. I can't, I can't be another part of the machine. It's not, it's not making me happy. It's making me really, really unfulfilled. And Annie was like, do social work. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, why am I such an idiot? Like, that sounds amazing. Like, yes, I'm going to do social work. And so QT does a coursework master's that's only two years long, nice. um, which is amazing. <laughs> Most universities do it, but it was a privilege that I was already working at QT, that I could just like get into the degree. And that's kind of like where I've landed at the moment in my second year oh, of my master's. And I'll be done at the end of this year and I'll be a qualified social worker. Damn, that's awesome because I think a lot of people when they think of careers, they don't think of social work. So what exactly is social work and what are you <laughs> loving slash not liking? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. I get asked this question like every time I mention that I study yeah. social work. Someone is like, what is social work? And 
what social work is, it is the study of social justice, but it's also the study of like walking alongside people who are disadvantaged and who are marginalized and assisting them through holistic practice, through um, services that Australia offers and things like that. Um, the best way I like to explain it is by giving like an example. So like, what does a social work role look like in practice in the world? Um, like for instance, you could be a hospital social worker. So what hospital social workers do is that they're responsible for the patient's aftercare. So what that means is that if a patient is presenting to a hospital with, let's say they overdosed, but let's say they didn't only just overdose, they, are, they have an addiction to a substance. So when they leave the hospital, the hospital's not just gonna be like, see you in two days because you have an addiction. It means you're probably gonna be back. Um, what the social worker does is they set them up with an intervention plan to help them and to assist them overcome and work through that. So that's kind of like what a social work hospital worker looks like. But social work is seen in like every section of the health industry. Mm -hmm. So another good example of social work would be child safety. Yeah, that's, um, that's the biggest one is child safety. And obviously what child safety officers do is they remove young people from their homes who are being neglected and abused by their carer or their parent. Thing about child safety is something I'm never going to go into, mainly because it's a very broken system. And what a lot of people don't know is that the child safety system is built off the stolen generation. So the genocide of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in Australia. And social workers were a very big part of the removal of Indigenous young people. And so when you're looking at child safety and you're looking at the root of the system, it's very understandable that that system is inevitably going to be broken. But when I say that I'm not going to go into it, it's not that I don't. I think the, the child safety officers who work in it right now are heroes, are absolute heroes. And I think the government needs to be doing so much more to fix that system. They need to break it down and they need to rebuild it back up because it's just not working. Yeah. I went on a tangent. No, 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 I was no like, that's that, like, I can see your passion about Yeah, that. so it's like, when I like think about social work, yeah. I think like I could sit in front of a podcast yeah. and talk about it for like three hours. Yeah. About like everything. And could you do that about finance economics? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> the only, <laughs> if someone was like economics finance to me, I'd be like, Mm, yeah, capitalism. We all know it's bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the world's in a mess because capitalism. Um, and so many other things like abuses yeah. of power and power imbalances. And when I talk about economics, a lot of the time I'll end up talking about social work anyway. Wow. Because for me, like the allocation of resources and things like that, like yeah. you can't really talk about it without talking about those groups that are marginalized, disadvantaged and forgotten about because we prioritize huge institutions that overturn huge profits. We don't think about the little people, which is the problem that we're having and the main reason why, you know, the world <laughs> is not doing great at the moment. For a lot of us anyway, I think yeah. the world might be doing really good for some people, but it is those people who are benefiting from, you know, that power. Yeah, I guess you found a way to tie your two degrees together. Yeah, <laughs> I have so many lecturers who are like, you did like a business like as your yeah. undergrad they're like yeah. that's so interesting they're like that is really like interestingly tied to social work like we really like that yeah and I'm like yeah it's it definitely I 
do not regret one bit. Yeah. Do not regret one bit doing my undergrad. I think it, I think it laid a great foundation for what I'm passionate about. Yeah, that's awesome. So if not child protection, what kind of social work do you want to do? Biggest question <laughs> ever. I'm still very much like unsure in what type of social work I want to go into. Um, I was thinking about hospital social work, but it is very procedural and not very holistic. So a lot of what you do is like filling out paperwork, connecting services, and it's not a lot of like um, sitting with the patient, listening to the patient, guiding the patient. Um, and then child safety, again, I've already expressed my views on yeah. that. Um, what I do really love, I love working with young people. So one of the placements that I did, I worked as a social worker at a high school for students who are disengaged from mainstream schooling. So students who are presenting high levels of trauma and had like a lot of diagnoses like ASD, ADHD. And I loved working with young people. I connect with them very well. So I think that the work that I go into inevitably, I would love to be working with children and young people. Um, however, my placement that I'm going to be doing coming up in the next few weeks is going to be at a family center. So center care as a family dispute resolution practitioner, which you're like, whoa, yeah. what wow. does that mean? Yeah. Um, so essentially I work as a mediator between, um, couples, parents, separated parents who have children and it's like a child focused practice. So we discuss a plan on how the child's care is going to look like. So instead of going to court and getting court mandated, um, I don't know what they called court mandated. You know when? Um, when they, sure. you know when they, you know when they're like the kid stays at this person's yeah. house for a week and yeah, I don't know what the anyway. Yeah, same. <laughs> Instead of going through the court system, this is like a way cheaper alternative, yeah. and it's also like the court is messy. It causes so so yeah. much incredible like re-traumatizes families this is meant to be more of a holistic practice it's meant to be like about the child not about the parents and kind of showing them that yeah you want these things for you but right now we're talking about the child and the child's yeah. safety so depending on how that placement goes that is something I'd also really be interested in going into as well damn yeah you deal with some very heavy issues yeah so how does one like go home and still live a happy life very difficult, like with, a, with great difficulty. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of those degrees that um, self-care is so important. Yeah. And I know self-care is like so overused, but I think self-care can look so different to so many different people. Um, so I think as a social worker, you need to practice it. I am still trying to figure it out. I feel very like burdened by yeah. the things that are happening in the world that like, I have found recently that I'm such a go-go person because I cannot sit with my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Because if I sit with my thoughts, all that I'm thinking about is everything that has gone wrong in this world and yeah. what can I do yeah. to help. Yeah, so definitely something I'm still trying to figure out. And hopefully by the time I graduate, hopefully I've figured it out. Yeah. But if not, you'll figure it out along the way. If not, <laughs> I'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no rush. <laughs> yeah, no rush, no yeah. rush. Can't have everything figured out. There are like still people mm. that are 50. I feel like I'm talking so much, hey. No, it's good. I love listening. I reckon mm. you should have your own podcast, but that's a topic. Yeah. Cut the camera, cut the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 
tell me, like you said that, like when you were younger, like social justice was something important to、mm-hmm. you. Like, do you know where that kind of stemmed from? Yeah, that's such a good question. I have no idea. <laughs> like, I was always the kid that was like, we have to think about justice. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know I remember a distinct example in high school, and this was before I even like knew what I wanted to do. Like, I didn't know I wanted to do social work. And I remember that we had just got a new principal at high school, and he had sat all like the school leaders or like the senior people down in like this big hall, and he was like, "I'm putting in a new policy. If you do not meet this attendance percentage, you cannot graduate or go to form- you can't go to your graduation, and you can't go to formal. It's an incentive." And everyone just stayed silent, and I was sitting there, and I was like, "Am I the only person in this room right now that sees how messed up?" This this policy that they're implementing is, and I remember just putting my hand up and being like, first of all, that's not what an incentive incentive is. An incentive is something that you've worked hard and then you get it. Like it's like a prize. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not a, it's not a punishment. <laughs> and I was like, what you're describing is a punishment. What you're also failing to acknowledge is why are these students having low attendance rates? And instead of acknowledging that they're not coming to school, you're punishing them by removing the one thing they're probably looking forward to. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like、yeah. you're failing to see the external、Seeing、factors. The root problem, rather than just treating the symptoms. Exactly, and I think that it was like I would always be the、yeah. person who would be saying those things, even、yeah. when I was like seventeen and like younger.、Wow. And so you're brave. Yeah,、even、I was just anxious, like, yeah, brave. Um, yeah. I. I just like I just like was just that kid that always stood up, and I was like I just have to stand up for the little person, and so now it feels so amazing that like the thing I've always been passionate about, without even knowing,、yeah. I now get to do if I want for the rest of my life. Yeah, full circle. Full circle. Yeah, and kind of curious, what does your family think about social work? I think there are some kind of stereotypes, and、yeah. maybe the parents would be like, "Oh my gosh, I wouldn't want my child、mm-hmm. like, going in such a messy situation, even though you are creating impact." Yeah, that's a great question.、Um, my mom was a、uh, teacher. Yeah.、Um, she taught in like a lot of low socioeconomic areas, so、yeah. she loves that I'm going to be a social worker. <laughs> she shares a lot of the same passion and interest、yeah. that I do. My dad is very like. Liberal, liberal in as in like left wing, not liberal as in like、yeah. <laughs> a liberal party. So he's very concerned with like helping the little people as well. So for them, there is no concern. They're very happy that I'm going into this degree. I think they just want me to graduate though. I、yeah. think they're like, can you get a full time job, please? <laughs> like, like, yeah. 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 So yeah, no concern from them. They're so happy that I'm doing something as well that I love. Yeah, that's cool. Kind of curious. What did your twin end up doing? <laughs> yeah, that's such a good question.、Um, so she's recently moved to Melbourne, and she's always been very creative. She's probably one of the most creative people I know, and she is now working for a content creation company in Melbourne called Tiny Disco,、oh, which might、cute. be the coolest name for a company I've、yeah. ever heard. And what she does is she creates content for their social media,、um, but it's not like that. When I hear when you hear like oh someone creates content you're like oh like that cringe kind of I hate that <laughs> word sorry I'm take that back hate the word cringe、yeah. you know the very generic like social media content she makes very cool and、wow. like creative and things、yeah. like that so she is just a creative I would say is her role. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're nearly at the end of the podcast. Yeah. So just a few more quick questions. Mm-hmm. So Sam, the big one, mm-hmm. what do you think the meaning of life is for you? Such a good <laughs> question. I think, I think the meaning of life is creating safe and healthy connections with other people mm-hmm. and finding and forming safe communities. For me, if you can find a community where you feel nurtured and you will feel safe, you will see very obvious positive impacts on not only your mental health, but your physical health. And I think there are so many studies about it that people don't know about that like, I think purely our purpose on earth here is to make connections and to form healthy communities. That's it. It's so simple. Yeah, and then the next question, Sam, mm-hmm. if you won the lottery tomorrow, what would you do differently about your life? Okay. Oh. Yeah, what would I do differently? I literally put a lottery ticket in the other day for the Powerball. Wow. I lost. I didn't oh, win. Yeah. I wouldn't be here today if I won. <laughs> That's where, I would, where would you be if you won the Powerball? Not here. Yeah. <laughs> Probably on a beach in Hawaii. No. Nice. Um, I think if I won the lottery, like let's say I won like $40 million, yeah. um, I don't think anyone should have that much money. I think that is the silliest thing ever. (laughs) So I would distribute the money to the people that I care about. I would then also as well quit my jobs. I'd finish my degree. (laughs) I would work, but I wouldn't work for a company. I would work. I would just form like a foundation um, or like a charity or something. And I'd probably buy a big old house on the beach and go swimming every morning. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Part-time social worker? Part-time social worker. <laughs> full-time beach swimmer in the morning. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's good. Well, yeah. I hope you put the lucky lottery ticket in sometime. Yeah, I'll have to buy one. I think there's literally a lottery tonight. Is there? Yeah, I'll buy one tonight. Wow, okay. I'll keep you updated. <laughs> and if I don't hear from you again, I know what yeah. happens. <laughs> <laughs> if you see a photo of me on the beach, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm at my beach house. <laughs> yeah. Aww. And then the final question mm-hmm. is, what is an ideal day in the life for you? It can be like mm. study related, work related or whatever. I think there's something at the beach. <laughs> yes. I think an ideal day in my life would be waking up early, nice and early, um, going for a walk. I love walking. It's one of my favorite therapeutic pastimes, probably with my partner, going for a walk with my partner, getting a coffee. Um, and then if there's like, let's say we're in a fantasy world where there's like clothes markets on every weekend, I would go to a secondhand clothes market and I would go shopping for clothes. Um, and then I would go for a, to the beach, go for a swim, come home, put the air con on, we'll assume it's summer and lay down and watch a movie in the air con for the rest of the night. Then get up and go to dinner at an Italian restaurant oh. and drink a bottle of red wine and nice. go to sleep. Wow. <laughs> Hope you get to do that tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. How not? Yeah, it's a very realistic, ideal day. I could do that anytime I wanted. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. So we're at the end of the podcast. Want to say bye? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.